What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. We have arrived at the end of the week, and we've gotten to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where we're pretty much at the last week of no football for the rest of the year. How king awesome is that? Good to see everybody in the comments. Thanks for hanging out on this Friday afternoon. It is another hot one here in New York City. I love it. It's another hot one here in New York City. Don't know where that came from, but it is very hot today. I hope you're staying cool wherever you are. It seems like it's hot everywhere in the country. Hope you're all ready for this weekend. I know I am flying out on Sunday back to the good land. That's right. I'll be in Wisconsin on Sunday afternoon. I'll be at the shareholders meeting. On Monday morning, speaking of the shareholders meeting, just before I went live, the Packers reported their uh, revenue for 2021. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they are back. Holy Toledo. I ripped this from Sportico real quick. Look at this. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. 347 million nationally, 232 million locally. They are back. The pandemic is in the rearview mirror. The Packers unbelievable growth it's uh obviously a testament to the nfl and the complete engine that it is when it comes to making money but you have to give mark murphy props he has certainly overseen um the transition out of uh i guess a different way of doing things to breaking up the hierarchy so to speak there in green bay and he has overseen both sides probably delegating at times when needs be but title town continues to grow Packers bouncing back from the pandemic. It's no small thing, people. It should not be dismissed or overlooked, especially considering how much smaller the market is in Green Bay than everywhere else, every team they're competing against. It's great work. It's great work from Mark Murphy. I'm sure you'll be reading a lot about that throughout the you know course of the afternoon, the weekend, what have you, but did want to get that out there. The Packers absolutely killing the game when it comes to uh, – the financials, and you know who else kills the game? That's right, it's Ticket King. Your friends over at Ticket King want to get you tickets to the Packers, both home and away. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992 and are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket-related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. And, you know, you're getting ready for the season. You want to get your Green Bay Packers yearbook at PackersYearbook.com, the official 2022 yearbook of the Green Bay Packers. Use promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off at PackersYearbook.com. You know you want to do it, people. You want to get on that. You know what else you want to get on? We're going to talk about the specialists today. I'm not going to take a ton of time here because I know I've already seen people in the comments complaining because, like, do we have to talk about special teams? And, hello, you get what you emphasize, and we got to emphasize special teams, but we don't want them to suck. I kid because I know nothing we do here actually affects the game, but it's nice to feel connected to the team. So let's talk about these specialists, shall we? Starting with the man himself, Mason Crosby. That's right. Number one all time the all-time franchise scoring list, leading scorer in Packers history, is unfortunately coming off a rather, I'm not even going to say pedestrian, I'm going to say a tough year. Very tough season for Mason Crosby last year. Was some question, I would say, heading into the offseason, whether or not the Packers would deem it time to move on, but they have seemingly 
stuck to their guns, so to speak, much like they did back in 2012 when Mason rewarded them the following year and subsequent years. Uh, but last year, he did miss eight of 14 field goal attempts in a midseason stretch, starting with that game in uh, Cincinnati. Was, from there on, it was pretty rough there for Mason, um, you know, including the playoff game where he had one blocked. Uh, he has played in 241 straight regular season contests. I mean, I get he has appeared on the injury report, and they have signed people from time to time just in case, so to speak. But the man is an Iron Man at the kicker position, which I know sounds weird. Packers, obviously, this offseason signed Pat O'Donnell from the Bears, a free agent punter who has averaged, this is important, 44.6 yards every December and January. Ladies and gentlemen, the last two punters the Packers have had, we have seen both of them kind of fall apart in the winter months. It is nice to have someone on board who maybe isn't, you know, bombs away, maybe not the weapon, but it's good to know that the punts won't just disappear or start shanking when the weather changes. So that's a, that's a, that's a definite solid mark in O'Donnell's cap right there. Also, a 61.9 touchback percentage on kickoffs. That's right. He can kick off and has done so quite often in the NFL. Maybe the Packers look at uh, possibly utilizing him on kickoffs, especially later in the year. I think, uh, you know, there's something to be made or something to be said for possibly taking those duties away from Mason. And that's not to take anything away from Crosby. But we all know we've seen it. You've seen it with your own two eyes. That weather changes. It gets cold. Mason has trouble getting the ball into the end zone. So it might be something they look at. Again, I wouldn't suspect they would do it year long, but maybe when the weather changes, that's something they turn to. Um, he's only missed one game in his NFL career, has O'Donnell. So it's good to know that regardless, he'll be there. And at long snapper, we've got Steven Wirtle, an undrafted free agent for Detroit. And 20 of the Packers picked him up last year. He appeared in nine games, probably most memorably, got beaten. On that one-on-one -on -one block for a pump block in the playoff loss, essentially leading to the decisive score for the 49ers. We try not to think about that. He will have competition in camp from Jack Coco, the undrafted rookie out of Georgia Tech. Played in 39 games during four seasons down there. Five career receptions for 26 yards at tight end. So who knows? Maybe they'll have some trickeration there. Center eligible. I'm kidding, of course. But a bit of an athlete. We'll see what he does in camp. Hopefully he's tried and true and straight, and maybe he gives uh, Wordle a little push. And then finally, the Packers did pick up Gabe Birch. I can't pronounce his last name. Undrafted rookie out of Oklahoma. Spent the offseason program with the Vikings prior to being cut by Minnesota. Uh, there at Oklahoma, he did tie for the National League with five field goals of more than 50 yards. So that's impressive. You got a leg. We'll see what happens uh, once the lights are bright there in training camp, so to speak. And there you go. There are your specialists. See, you had your vegetables, and now we can chat about whatever the hell you want. There you go, people. See how easy that was? I'm Coco for Coco. All right, New York Cheesehead. Take it easy there, buddy. Mm -hmm. We shall see. All right. The Packers placed nine players on PUP. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's their breaking news. Thank you, Big B. Big B. Robert Tunyon, Christian Watson, 
Elton Jenkins, Mason Crosby, and Dean Lowry. Ooh, that's fun stuff right there. For anyone asking why any of those guys are on PUP other than Jenkins and Tunyon, I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure that will come out in time. I am sick of Lucy Charlie Brown field goal operation issues. Randy, I think that's one of the big reasons they brought in O'Donnell. He is very stalwart, knows what he's doing, is a vet, done it for a long time, good holder, good punter. I mean, not a great punter, but a good punter. And uh, I think the whole idea here is to normalize things, definitely. Why? Guys, I don't... Uh, okay, see, we're back. We're back. People complaining about people on PUP. Let's just take a breath. They could be on PUP for like a day. They could be on PUP for a few days. They could be on PUP for a few weeks. We don't know yet, people. Just relax and remember... A lot of times this is to, you know, stave off whatever aches, pains, nooks, crannies, whatever that they may have. As far as we got to make sure they're right as rain before they hit the practice field. Because once you come off the PUP, you can't start the season on the PUP. So hopefully they get whatever needs to be taken care of, taken care of, and then they hit the ground running in practice. More often than not, it's guys who have been working out on their own. Uh, and do something in the workout. It happens almost every year. Hopefully, now obviously, worst case scenario, it's, it's whatever Z was doing with his back last year, but I doubt that's the case. Now, are they on active PUP or the reserve one? There's only one PUP at the moment. Nagler finding his dog is the only pup list I care about until week one. I like it. Oh, I got a couple super chats I got to get to. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Ben, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hi, Nags. It's my birthday today, and I'm out having a good time. Always carrying the G. Thanks for everything you do. Go Pack Go. Ben, thank you very much. Happy birthday. And uh, I apparently across the pond with your five-pound contribution here. Thank you, Ben. Happy birthday, buddy. Go Pack Go. Budo, what's up, man? Go Pack Go. Hope things are good on Twitch. Mike Malone, thank you for the super chat. I'll feel bad for Devontae when we win the Super Bowl this year, but he chose to leave, so I'll get over it. <laughs> but still bummed we couldn't get him one. I hear you, Mike, but look, Devontae's in a great spot. Got a great contract, closer to home, playing with his buddy. He's going to get his when it comes to numbers, so I don't feel too bad for Devontae. He, he knew what he was doing when he made that choice, and he made the choice. I feel great for him, man. He's going to have a ball over there. Going to have a ball. Joe, thank you for the super chat. Which was greater, Butler's 96 season or Woodson's 2009 season? Oof. So for comparison here, for those listening uh, rather than watching, Butler's 96 season, 87 tackles, five interceptions, one touchdown, uh, six and a half sacks, and Woodson's 74 tackles, nine interceptions, three touchdowns, four forced fumbles, two sacks. Whoo, baby. Woodson only had two sacks that year. Felt like he was always around the quarterback. Um, probably because he was just forcing the ball out. God, that's a tough one, man. That is a real tough one. Push comes to shove. I'd probably still give it to Butler only because of the way he would affect everyone around him as far as not only what the defense was doing, but what the offense was trying to do as far as keeping the ball away from him. And that's not to say that teams weren't doing that to Woodson, because of course they were. 
Um, I got I would just got to give the the nod to Butler, if only just. I think he's a better, slightly overall player. Whereas Woodson did get beat at times because he was gambling for you know the big play, the big pick, big pick six, which of course, as reflected there, three touchdowns. Um, but that meant that every once in a while he was out of position and could get taken advantage of, whereas Butler was just all around a great player. Um, it's not to say he didn't get beat because everybody does, but that would be my one kind of tiebreaker there. But that's a great question, Joe. It's a really good one. What else we got here? We got Carl. What's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nag, sending in an appreciation chat for missing a bunch of these live chats. Cheers. Oh, dude. Man, it's the offseason. You can miss them all. I get it. But thank you. That's really appreciated. Really, really appreciated. Packers released Eli Wolf. Uh, kid wasn't long for this world. There you go. Knew that was uh, bound to happen at some point. They're going to start releasing guys, picking guys up. They'll start working the waiver wire. That's how they work, man. Do you think a kicker should be able to kick it out of the end zone on kickoffs every time? Not necessarily. I mean, like, they should have the ability to. I mean, it'd be nice if you ask the kicker to, hey, buddy, can you put this out of the end zone? Yeah, that's what you want, but um, not necessarily. Making room for Balaga, I see. All right, relax, relax now. Under what circumstances do kickoffs purposely force a return? I mean, that's a billion-dollar question right there. It always drives me nuts when they do the short kick to the corner and try and make the coverage happen. I mean, sometimes you're trying to put the offense in a disadvantage, uh, you know, a bad situation, right? You're trying to make them march the length of the field as opposed to giving the ball automatically on the 25. But that requires you to be able to cover, which the Packers have not been able to do for decades, seemingly. I know that's not strictly true, but. Is the Man City Bayern game this weekend really a tryout for kicker post Mason? Ooh, good question. Possibly. We shall see. There, there we go. Packers relief. Eli Wolf. Oh, Eli, we hardly knew you, buddy. Claimed off waivers from the Colts. I tell you what, I think Gutekunst really likes Chris Ballard because he keeps poaching his old dudes. Uh, what else we got here? Why? Has the name football stuck when kicking the ball is only an incidental part of the throw and hand the ball game. Kyle. Kyle, buddy, it's Friday. I, I've got a beer here. You know, like, why, 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 you make, why, why are you bringing this to me, man? It's football. That's why. I don't know. My guy, I don't know. You're going to have to ask someone more learned than myself. Soder, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for the super chat. Blaster carry by Han Solo going up for auction. I'm in for five. <laughs> Appreciate it, Soder. That is cool. That is really cool. That's uh, going to be up for uh, for the for the taking. Will AJ Dillon make a hit stick tackle on special teams this year? I hope so. I'm curious to see how much he plays on teams after the debacle in the playoff game. And I know Matt's talked about having more veterans and frontline players on teams, but I do wonder if they think, uh, maybe let, not let AJ do that thing. But we'll see. We shall see. People texting me, what's going on? Um, 
Scott, thanks for the super chat. Just got an Xbox Series 10, this or Series X. This Patreon shareholder wants to play you in Madden. Thanks for all that you and she said TV staff do. Scott, message me on Patreon and we'll get it going. Just so you know, at the moment, I've got the the for the Xbox One. So you have to like download some kind of patch or something so that we can play online. But we'll make it work. And then also just bug the shit out of Banky and tell them to get me a Series X. Appreciate you, buddy. Message me, seriously, on Patreon. It's right there. You can message right on Patreon, and I will set up a time, and we'll do it. Although, I will say I won't be able to for the next two weeks because I'll be in Green Bay at camp. But after camp, I'm all yours, bud. <laughs> Nags, can you tell me the odds? Never tell me the odds, Brandy. Ever. Ever. Uh, finally, a Friday news dump. Miss these. Yeah, here we go. We're back in the swing, right? Packers making th- stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That is great. What is the difference between Ray Nitschke and Clark Hinklefield, and when do they use each one respectively? I mean, there's not much in terms of, you know, both grass fields, and they both have uh, practices on them, but they utilize Clark Hinkle during the season um, and some occasionally during the offseason. But, you know, they put those tarps up around so no one can see. Um empty out in there uh, during the season on mostly like Thursdays. They do the padded work in there. Um, but yeah, they it depends on the, if the weather's cooperative, they'll be out there. And then Ray Nitschke is almost, not exclusively, but almost exclusively for training camp um, because they have the bleachers there and the public can watch as opposed to, because it used to, they used to put up bleachers over by Clark Hinkle um, before they kind of built Nitschke and made it what it is now, but both are just there as an outside source where they can practice. Like I said, Hinkle's pretty much only in season. Um, and they all, but they also utilize Hinkle during camp for some of the night practices that aren't open to the public or the media. Um, and then what you do is you go over across the street in the rush center at the end there, um, where the, the memorial is, you can get up on a bench and you can almost kind of see over the top a little inside info there for you. I've done that on random nights where I just kind of want to watch what they're doing. Does Green Bay still have the Green Bay people where they exclude people based on conduct or does talent pave the way in today's NFL since contract not guaranteed? A lot going on in that question. Um, I mean, Packer people, right, is the phrase that McCarthy utilized at the start of his tenure and that has kind of stuck around or did kind of stick around, but I think that's kind of gone by the wayside. Look, talent's always going to get you in the door or at least get you a look, right? I do say, though, the Packers have, for however, you know, whatever reason or however they've done it, they've seemingly avoided most of the kind of issues off the field in the past five, six years. You know, I think the Packers have done a good job of, I'm not even going to say bringing in high character guys because who knows what these guys are like off the field. They don't ever really know but they haven't had a whole ton of issues. I mean, yes, there are incidents here and there, and I think that's going to happen wherever you go in any walk of life, not just in the NFL. But yes, talent is going to get you a look. But I do think the Packers find talented guys who do fit their locker room and their culture and have done a pretty phenomenal job of making sure that they're good citizens and at least they're going to keep their dirty laundry, whatever it might be, out of the public eye. You know, and out of any kind of 
you know, harm to the public, any kind of tarnishing of the franchise, done a pretty damn good job of it. So, I mean, you're always going to get a look with talent. But if you're just talent and you're a bad dude, you're probably not going to get a call from the Packers. But never say never. Definitely wish I had a place in Green Bay, but not sure I would want to live there full time. Most hated Minnesotan. That's pretty pretty spot on for me as well. I, I love visiting, but it doesn't take me long being in Green Bay until I want to come back to New York. But that's not just Green Bay. That's anywhere, the country or the world. Anytime I leave, about 48 hours, I want to get back to New York. Carl, thanks again, bud. Thanks for the Super Chat. Do you commiserate with any other Packers journalists during camp, or do you kind of stick to yourself? Oh, we have a we have um kind of a beat drinks thing every summer at Corey's house. Uh, Domofsky, uh, Doherty, uh, Wes. We have people over every year. The guys that we've got a long-term relationship with that we've known for years. It's, I will say, it's one of my favorite nights at camp. Actually, Domofsky, when we were recording the Shameless podcast earlier this week, he said it's like my favorite night at camp every every summer. It is a great time. We have a ball talking about you know, what's going on at camp, uh, everything that we've gone through over the last fucking plus decade plus um yeah they're real friends so those guys definitely hang out with them um but yeah the rest of the beat is great too i mean it's not like i'm excluding anybody it's just those are my friends so um yeah no and especially on the sideline like when stuff happens or if you need a note or if you missed a play a lot of times you'll be watching like say the offensive line um or like the defensive line offensive line one-on-ones but then something happens and you're like oh wait what could, and someone fills you in or if you're watching the team stuff right and you were watching say the perimeter and something happened inside and they handed it off but you didn't see who got the ball like who was that was that jones or dylan and someone will say oh it was dylan or whatever it's very you know it's pretty it's it's not competitive like say it probably was like in the 70s and 80s it's a much more uh familiar atmosphere definitely Does Corey have to ID West just to make sure? Yeah, for those Dr. Peppers, right, Joey? Uh, Nags, were you in person or on Zoom when you asked your questions during the post-game pressers? Shadidi, I was always on Zoom um, for the most part. When I was on the beat, obviously, I was in the room. But the last couple of years, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been on Zoom. Uh, but that practice will end uh, this year because they don't have any Zoom av- availabilities. And here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get going, but I'll leave you guys with a fun final story here um so when the packers played the vikings on the sunday night game this past season when they clinched um the number one seed i was pretty happy i was in my living room watching it with Corey on watch party and i because it was very clear how the game was going in the second half i started drinking a little whiskey right and so i was a little toasty i was a bit toasty afterwards i'm i'm not too proud to admit it i you know i was a little i was a little happy having a good time and I got on the post-game press conference Zoom and asked Matt about Devontae Adams. And uh, I thought I well, I was like, I asked a question and I was very clear. I was very clear with my 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 speech and I thought it'd be great, whatever. And then fast forward to what was it like a month or two ago when I was at Banky's house and coach came over for you know say hello or whatever. And coach was like, Yeah, you were. I remember getting off that Zoom and being like, Nagler's had a few. And I was like, oh, no, really? 
So that'll be the last time that's ever going to happen. But it was fun while it lasted. No doubt about it. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And ladies and gentlemen, join me at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central for the season three finale. That's right. The very last live Packers trivia here on the YouTube channel for 2022. It's going to be a hoot. Hope to see you there. Hit like, hit subscribe, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Pack Go. Uh, 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 uh.